last week on Discount Heroes. This creature bears wagon wheels form, but not his likeness, covered with dark shadows that leak across the ground, corrupting it with his steps. The floor falls away, and you and your allies with it. You grab a hold of this black tendril of smoke that stretches off as the figure continues forward. It's like you're pulling a piece of him away from him. A monstrous figure stands in front of you, forged of wood and steel. So I plant a javelin in both of his eyes. As the thing collapses to the ground, so you chop the cord clean through. As the figure of Wagon Wheel tumbles to the ground, you see the shadows draining to the floor, revealing a very pale-looking Wagon Wheel on the ground, leaving you once again in Conference Room C at the Citadel of Wealth. Give him his name back. With the hello, my name is Quincy Puffton name tag. Love it. Dozens of tiny figures burst through, yelling battle cries in the air. You see wagon wheels of all ages. All the ones that you've met in memories past burst through as they rush in surrounding you. At their lead is a single one wielding a barely glowing rod. We'll protect you while you read the fine print, bro. Uses the light of the barely glowing rod to read through the contract. He takes a deep breath. Everybody, welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a group of five friends who've all known each other for 15 plus years. We're also a chaotic and story-driven real-play podcast. I almost forgot that. We've been playing countless hours of D&D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much. And here for our first finale episode is myself, Brent, the DM, and four players here. Why don't you introduce yourself in a finale-type style and then tell us who you're playing. This is Tyler, the one, the only, the chosen one, the satyr from the glades, the strider of stars and walker of trees. Damn, was that off the dome? That was good. Off the dome piece, baby. Dang it, that was too good. It froze me out. I know. What are your superlatives? I don't know. Um... Dang, man. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and with Aaron playing Demarok, he's got nothing. Ugh. Barbarian human, the thrasher. Of part of the playing, Jared is this. <laughs> My brain hurts. And this is Matt playing Knox Longfoot, the singer of blades, this sim- God damn it. <laughs> the slinger of spell who's ready to take this shadow to hell. Oh. You were writing all that shit, Brent. You could have told me, hey, come up with some great intro. I could have had a moment to think. Could have done some rhyming. No one else needed it. I didn't think of it until that moment. How could you have possibly known we were going to want you to introduce yourself and your character this episode? I said, no, it had to be special. As soon as I thought it had to be special, I could freeze. Who said it had to be special? Me. You're the only one who does something special every single time. Welcome to the big show. <laughs> you should just do your super. You should be like, hey, it's Aaron. I, I play Demi. And it's like special. It's different. That's true. That would be special for you. That would be. He's not going to do that. He's going to re-record something crazy. Yeah, I will. Make sure you, you edit me to sound competent there, please, Brent. There's limits, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. I just want to sound like I'm on par with a fifth grader. Maybe. We better get a fifth grader then. <laughs> <laughs> I have the emotional awareness of a fifth grader. 
I mean, you're you're the size of like three fifth graders. More like seven. Well, uh, not if you're taking me from fifth grade. Are y'all stacking them belly to back? Or mm, let's not think too hard about this fifth grader pile. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Any fifth graders in your mind? Kill them. They're not. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> Out of the brain plane. No fifth graders allowed. Disclaimer: Discount Heroes does not actually support any harming of imaginary fifth graders in your brain. Unless they deserve it. Nor do we support fifth graders. Yep. And if you do, take them to the fantasy hospital, or throw them in the ocean. Eat that kid into the ocean. Uh, I'll never get that chance again. Well, maybe I will. It's me, the drummer of drums and forgetter of names. Oh, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should forget your name while you're saying it. Yeah, that's a good idea. This is a... Uh... Yeah, leave that in so I remember to do it. Is it D- D- Dale? Dale Rick? Pensley Quapton. Dale was the original name that was given to Wagon Wheel when no name was assigned to him. It was. Episode one. Really? Knox said it. I picked a word that rhymed with doll as close as I could and just said it. Or not rhymed, but sounded like doll. I was about to say, well. He could have been Raul. <laughs> Matt, what do you think rhyme means? <laughs> this is why his rap career failed so hard. <laughs> no, no, no. A rhyme is a word that has the same amount of letters as another word. Eminem slant rhymes, which means he can get away with like an extra letter, right? <laughs> I don't know. Good enough. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, quick question for y'all this week. As your characters, let's say you won the fantasy lottery. You won 50,000 gold. What are you doing with it? I'd buy the moon. You buy the moon. That costs 50,001 gold. Damn it. I would buy my own airship. Oh, okay. Knox would get a lot of plastic surgery to extend his legs so he could get back to his 2 foot 11 height. Mmm. They do that. They, like, take bones from other places. Mm-hmm. He'd have to get them from other people, though. <laughs> Why not reach for the stars, so to speak, man? You could go higher. That's excessive. You're right. Maybe three foot one. Maybe. I don't want to push it. Next episode, Quincy's just like a <laughs> foot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dimrock would open up an orphanage to you know help take in any lost and and wandering children, and then maybe start a really cool rock band with them. And <laughs> okay. You know, you're just gonna school or rock these kids <laughs> into winning shows. I'll get some sick ones, and we'll use that for publicity, and try to sneak our ways into like bigger venues, and and you know everybody will love it. That's my dream. Get a big creepy van, you can drive them around in. You mean a wagon? <laughs> Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy music lessons. I'ma start that band. Hell yeah! I should have adopted Thrash. <laughs> There's still time. It's not too late. Yeah, I was about to say, there's still time. Matt, can you give me a name of my school? Hmm? Can you name my school? Me? Yeah. Why? Master Demi's Music for Money. That's it. That's it, Thresh. School of Demirock. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, shit. Oh, dang it, man. For money. <laughs> that was way better. You can't be part of the for money because your name doesn't rhyme. That's true. They'll come after you. What if I get adopted by Sir Money Money? Master Dawson is going to come kick your ass if you try to steal their name. What does he do? Master Lawson? He's in charge of the law firm for money. No, Master Dawson. Oh, excuse me. Oh, no. Oh, you're doing that rhyme thing again. Wouldn't it be Lawson? Oh, wait, no. That's already the doctor guy. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. I know. There was a real (laughs) mix-up. All right, Brent. If Death won the lottery. (laughs) No, wait. Come on. Florgobuns. Yeah, if Florida Buns won the lottery, what would he do? If he won the lottery. Oh, man. He'd probably hire a bunch of people to work for him and then try to establish his own kingdom. Yes. And then eventually have the Florida Buns dynasty. The nation of boom. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love that. And he'll start at a, an amusement park called Florida Buns. Amusement park for money. <laughs> oh, no. Can I do a different intro? (laughs) This is going to eat at him. (laughs) Come on, man. You had like 15 seconds to think about it. I know. You can always plug it in. You can do it whenever you want. 
Okay, it'll be great. Go ahead, man. Get it over with. Welcome to the Dimrock Show, where we explore the thrilling adventures and epic quest of the one and only Dimrock. Join us as we follow the legendary hero on his journey. Nice. With that, let's go ahead and begin the finale of this arc. It's not like a big finale. Yeah, there's more arcs to come and all that. Please don't stop listening. It's like lightning. Multiple arcs. The thunder comes later. Last week, our intrepid adventurers confronted past foes as legions pulled enemies from their own minds to face them, but perhaps was surprised by how quickly they dispatched their past foes. Thrasher managed to separate legions from Wagon Wheel, allowing them to attempt to revive him. As they called out to him, thunderous pounding sounded from outside, and when Copes used his final hit die to give Wagon Wheel his name back, Wagon wheels from the past, including the single happy one that they'd just met, joined them in the fray. As the wagon wheels and party moved to protect them, Quinsley Puffton himself began reciting from the agreement that he made. He read one whole paragraph of the agreement and took a deep breath to read more. We were in initiative order, so that was wagon wheels turn. That was Quinsley's. That was Quinsley's turn. What was what was that name? Quinsley's turn. Quinsley Puffton. I'm going to change that name in the initiative order. You made it up days ago. Q-Puff. I like that. Q-Puff took his turn to read the first paragraph of the agreement, and now it is Legis's turn. Who starts in that moonbeam? He does. Who starts in that moonbeam. All right. A brilliant beam of light shines down on him. And he has to make a saving throw, right? He does, with disadvantage. That's right, because he is a shapeshifter. Constitution. That's uh, a 13, I think. He fails. Yes. Nice. So he's going to take 2d10 radiant damage. Isn't it 4d10 because it's double? No, it's 2 and then it's 1 if he fail. Oh, it's disadvantage. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's why I was asking if radiant did double damage because I wanted it to be 4d10. All right. So he's going to take 11 radiant damage. All right. A radiant beam of light sears a hole in his shadowy form. And the light from the moon repairs one of the stars inside of him. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll with it for now. <laughs> so that, that was the start of his turn, right? Yes. It can be the end of his turn, too, if you want. That'd be great, actually. I'm going to roll a. D4. That is against Demarok. Its eyes shine with a sickly light, and a beam of light strikes at you right between the eyes. You're going to make a charisma saving throw. Ooh, light. That kind of feels like an environmental trap. (laughs) (laughs) No, not this time. All right. But you are good at charisma saving throws. Coming in hot with a 8 plus 7. 15. That is a pass. Boom. Nice. Nice. You felt like a presence attempting to intrude upon your very mind to take control of your body. Ha ha, there's nothing up there for you to take control of. (laughs) (laughs) As it then shines out a sickly light on the four of you and Wagon Wheel, or and Quinsley Puffton, and the other Wagon Wheels. And the other Quinsley Puftons. I need a way to differentiate between the mob and the one. The mob of Quinsley Puftons. Okay. It's that easy. It's a gaggle of Quinsleys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, so everyone make a wisdom saving throw. 18 for Copes. It's a pass. Seven. If it's magical effect, that's a 13 for Knox. That's just barely a pass. 14 for Demarok. Then that's a pass. Thrasher, you find suddenly that you're surrounded by visions of Legis. You see multiple shapes that bear his form completely surrounding you. Can I have advantage since I saw this spell cast on my buddy and chased him down? (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, sure. It won't happen. That's an eight. (laughs) All right, I hit the closest one to me, which I guess is me again. That'll be on your turn. Okay. Which is now, actually, so. Yeah, I know. I told you I tried. Okay, yeah. Obviously, I knew that, and I'm not just backtracking. 
All right, I hit me four. Do I? Yes, I do. Twenty-one. <laughs> oh, oh, here it comes. We hit each other four. Now I am raging, right? Probably. I, I'd be raging. I rage. Ah, uh, thirteen damage to each of us. So is that cut in half? Uh, oh yeah, I'm raging. Yay! <laughs> so that's it's rounded up or down? Rounded down. So six damage? Six damage, and you get a new saving throw, and then after that, it will be Demarok's turn again. All right, for our new save, we get a 18. Ooh. 18, nice. All right, you break free of the magical hold upon your mind. We are free. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Stop bullying me. The, the wagon wheels rush in to attack. As they rush in, some of them with weapons, some of them not. The ones without weapons just grab a hold of it, attempting to grapple it. The other ones start striking at it with their weapons. Legis is having a very hard time defending against this. As it seems like this uh, mob of Quinsleys, their blows seem to do significant damage to it, regardless of how they attack it. Oh my god, gnoming missile. A whole artillery of gnoming missiles. They're covering him completely, hacking away at it, and he grants advantage to anyone attacking him for the next round. Nice. They're saying stuff like, I'll give you a deal. (laughs) (laughs) How's this for a transaction? (laughs) I terminate this clause. No returns without a receipt. Well. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tim is a doll store owner. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) seeing this uh, creature or seeing Legis distracted by this block of Quincy's (laughs) Dimrock sees his chance to strike and he runs forward with his sword of subtlety and sticks out his arm and starts slashing towards Legis hoping that this will hurt the smoke dude oh it's a dirty 20 that's a hit nice you get advantage roll for the crit oh yeah Uh, that's right nope this weapon has a special attack I can use once per rest, right? Yep, that's right. You can attack as though it's a sneak attack. So a d6 plus two. It'll be two d6 extra damage. Okay. It'll be 10 plus two, 12 damage. 12 damage as you strike at it with your sword of subtlety. It's such a subtle blow. Nobody even notices. That's right. Say, so how about you rock off? <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving that one, I feel like. Just came to me. Then it's uh, Knox and Cope's turns. We're we're on the same initiative? Yeah. Cope's, did you have a plan? I do. Okay. Do you want to go first? I will. Can we go together? Yep. 100%, yes. Okay. Why don't you go first? Can I catch a ride on what you're going to wild shape it? You absolutely can. Okay. Let's go together. So... Brent, I can use my bonus action from my archer form to throw a javelin and then wild shape, right? Yep. Okay. That's right. I haven't used the actual arrow. I'm going to draw back Anjanath's celestial bow and launch an arrow at this fool. And you have advantage, remember? So 17 plus whatever. I'm sure it hits. That's a hit for sure. Okay, so that'll be 1d8 plus 3. So 6 damage on the arrow. And then Copes is going to wild shape into a crocodile. All right. That's like the perfect Nox mount. Right? (laughs) It's like right on my level. Just high enough off the ground. So Copes shoots the bow and then planks and then just (laughs) weirdly turns into a crocodile. Do you scurry up there? Well, it depends on what Nox he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to come up to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you want to get on? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll let him get on, and then I'm going to approach Legis. So as Nox jumps on the back of the crocodile, he is going to break concentration on Shadowblade, so the blade disappears out of his hands, because everybody needs two hands to ride a crocodile. Uh, And as he grabs onto the back of the crocodile, he's going to cast Enlarge. Oh, yeah. And turn this crocodile mount into a giant crocodile. Ooh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Let's get him, bud. Yep, and I start to hold my breath. Because <laughs> you can. 
Yeah, because I can do it 15 minutes. <laughs> I hold my breath, too. <laughs> Just so we're in unison. <laughs> All right, so your attacks deal an extra D4 of damage, and you have advantage on strength checks and saving throws while you're enlarged. Nice. That's fucking awesome. All right, and then it is Quintley's turn. Oh, here we go. <gasps> Quinsley Puffton's obligations under this agreement shall immediately terminate upon the failure of the recipient to comply with any of the terms or conditions contained therein. Upon such termination, the recipient shall be obligated to return any monies delivered to the recipient pursuant to the provisions of this agreement. In the absence of any such failure, this agreement shall terminate and the obligations of the parties hereto shall be deemed to be satisfied on the date in which all of the infrastructure bonds of which the proceeds were used to pay for or reimburse the cost of the project have and that's the end of his turn. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. It's amazing. I just want y'all to know, as Knox hears this incredibly long agreement in this contract, he's really starting to question what he has agreed to in the past. Right. Like, maybe I should have read some of the things. I'm sure it's fine. As he finishes reading a second paragraph of the agreement, everyone receives 1d8 hit points and has a hit dice restored. Ooh, sweet. Nice. Do we need to roll the D8 hit points? I'll just roll it, and everyone will get the same amount. Come on, big roll, big roll, big roll. Everyone gets four hit points. Nice. And a hit dice restored. Nice. So I'm at full health on my animal. I can't restore those back to my core pool, I'm assuming. I don't know how that works, but probably not. Okay, that's fine. All right. Now it is Legis' turn once again. He didn't move. He did not move. Does it hold even while I'm wild shape? Yeah, you can still concentrate on spells while wild shape. Nice. <laughs> and he has disadvantage on his uh, constitution saving throw. That's right. And he also takes extra finale damage. All right, so he makes a saving throw with disadvantage and gets a nat one. Yes, suck it. Ooh, baby. That's a failure. Uh, suck it, Legis. Plus 2d10 radiant damage. Ooh, that's 13 more radiant damage. Ouch. Nice. All right, so a fierce beam of light shoots from one of Legis's stars. Targeted at Nox. Uh-oh. Nox, make a charisma saving throw. Okay. Magical effect? Magical effect, yes. That's an 18. 18. He tries to reach into your mind, take control of your body, but you've got bodily autonomy, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he just hears again from my mind. Ah, you suck. (laughs) You mentally slap his hand away. (laughs) And then he shines a light once again on everybody. Everyone make another wisdom saving throw. Stop. Thrasher, hit yourself again. Eight. Oh no, Thrasher. <laughs> 10. 16. You know it's going to get me like every time, man. That's with your advantage. Remember, you have advantage. Oh, I forgot I had advantage. You have a Bardic Inspiration die as well. 18. Tyler, what's your crocodile's wisdom? Yeah, it's zero. Yeah, so this is going to be just a straight roll. A 10. Dimrock got a 10. Oh no. <laughs> And that's your roll too, Matt? Uh, I got a 16. Both Thrasher and Knox pass. Demarok and Copes fail. Uh-oh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself confused, surrounded by enemies on all sides. Even Do me and Copes see each other as enemies? Even each other, yeah. Okay. And then it is Thrasher's turn. Well, I don't realize that Copes has gone crazy yet, so I point at him and Knox, and we in unison say, we support those uppies before we charge at Legis. <laughs> <laughs> and you still have other thrash with you? Yes. All right. Pretty sure he has one health at this point. Uh, no, he got healed and he was raging. So he's actually, I mean, he's not doing good. Either way, it doesn't matter. We only got a nine to hit. He's still granting advantage. Oh, okay. Dope. That is an 11 to hit. I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration. All right. Which is a D6, right? Yep. Ooh, six. Yeah. Oh, nice. That is a 17 total. That's a hit. 
double thrasher hit. You remember those wise words that Demarok once said to you? The ones. You guys know the ones. Yeah. It's fine. Demarok doesn't need to say them again. We all remember. Yeah, we all know. Aaron's sitting over there looking panicked. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> what did I say to him? Rock on. <laughs> okay. No, say that, but in character. Rock on or something like that. Thrasher, rock on. Or, or something like that. Yes, I like that. Are we sure Thrasher didn't just catch a whiff of the smell of the stewed pocket emu? <laughs> you mean the most expensive meat in the world? Shut up, I hit him. <laughs> Gerald! All right, I hit him for 24 damage. We hit him for 24 damage. I'm a hefty couple of boys. All right, and then it is Demarok's turn. Thank you for that inspiration. Oh, yeah, you're confused, aren't you, Demarok? Yep. But I think he's used to that, so he might just be in the zone. (laughs) Uh, Looking around at all the enemies surrounding him, he needs a little help, so he touches himself. Oh. Oops. But nobody can see it. And he, <laughs> he cast heroism on himself. Can I do that, Matt? You can, but heroism on Wagon Wheel or Quincy will fade. Because you can't concentrate on two spells at once. No, I need him to be brave. Well, what was the confusion? If he attacks, he has to just randomly, right? Actually, what it says is that you'll attack the nearest ally. Okay. That's Quinsley, is it? No, he ran up. It's me, Copes, and Demi all right next to each other. That's true. I ran up to Legis. But all the other Quinsleys are around. Well, Copes didn't run up. I ran up. I'm riding Copes. Demrock's standing there right next to Legis, surrounded by all the Quinsleys attacking, and there's a crocodile and some weird gnome guy, and he's just freaking out, looking around. Realizing he's in the worst danger he's ever been in, he says out loud, I'm not a one-hit thunder! As he casts Thunderstrike. Oh, nice. And it's a 15-foot cube. I'm just going to do it straight from the center of me out in every direction. Everybody has to make a con saving throw. And that'll include Legis in there, too. I got a 17. I got a 22. Nice, 19 copes. A 15 is a pass. Lee just passed as well. All right, and I'm also going to roll for the Quinsleys. They should have taken a turn. I'm going to take that turn right after yours. They all passed. They nat 20 home. Oh they nat 20 it. They're amazing. Good job, Quinsleys. They see the writing on the wall when you start looking crazy, and they quickly scatter and then reform right after the thunder wave. They've been here before. What damage is it? Oh, 2d8, but they'll take half. So, low numbers, low numbers, low numbers. Do nine damage divided by two, five. So, four. Rounded down, so four. I thought in the mind plane it went up. Aaron, why are you trying to hurt us more? Because y'all are evil, <laughs> bro. <laughs> y'all after me. It's not rock and roll. Everyone's not pushed, but they take four damage, including Legis. Could you start doing this to the things we're fighting? I've been trying. He's confused, man. He hit it, too. <laughs> All right, and then it's Knox and Copes. Knox on the back of Crocodile Copes. And which one of you is going crazy? Knox, you're you're the one who's failed? That's Copes. Oh, Copes is going crazy. Copes. That's giant Crocodile Copes. That's going crazy. So do you want to go first, Knox, then? I think we should let him go first. <laughs> uh, we did let me go first last time. Okay. What do you do, Crocodile Copes? Well, here's, the, here's what I think I would do. <laughs> Crocodile Copes lost in New York. <laughs> Copes and Isle. That's not a knife. Um, <laughs> it's not a barely glowing rod. I mean, I can't attack Knox. Although he is closest to me. You can? What do you mean? You could do the crocodile spin. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. You can javelin attack him. I'm a crocodile. Oh, yeah, awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> I guess I'll death roll. Yeah, just roll it as a bite attack. How close are the thrashers to me? Come on, it's the closest ally to you. There's no closer ally. It's me, it's me. (laughs) The worst mistake I made was I'm pretty sure I dropped my blade song when I got rid of my weapon. You can actually grapple him with your bite. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be so funny. All right. I got 16 AC. 
But how do I bite something on my back? Dude, just chill out, man. Okay, so this is a <laughs> D20 plus four. It's in the mind realm. You snap your spine and reach your neck back. 14. I got a 16. Ooh. I got a 16 AC. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. Nice. Hey, what, you, you reach your head back there and you're like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah, like, this is ridiculous. How could I do this? Cops, what are you doing? <laughs> just, you're biting at his hand. This isn't what yeah. I had in mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it's my turn. It is your turn. And the two people who had failed that saving throw, go ahead and roll new ones now. Right, this is a plus zero, so... Now, this isn't a trap we're rolling the saving throw for, right? Mm-mm. That's a 12. I got a 13. 13 just barely passes. A 12 just Ooh. barely fails. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're just snapping away at everything near you. Oh, make me eat one of the Quincy's. All right, your vision returns to normal, Demarok. You can see, once again, the true situation around you. Oh, dang, I hurt the good guys and the bad guys. I think that's probably a success. Knox is very confused because he's the only one who hasn't failed this. <laughs> so why is everybody fighting each other? You have failed this before. Not the confusion. The fear I did. No. Okay, so I'm still on the back. I don't know. I guess that's probably the safest place as he tries to bite me. I'm just going to swing. Can I, I'll swing at the figure. I don't have a sword. <laughs> oh, yeah! You just have your dagger. Cast a spell. <laughs> Could I do something? He doesn't have any of those. So I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say to conjure an object into your hands. It's gonna be a bonus action. You do have a hit die. I have three hit die. Oh Ooh. my god! What are you doing? Summon a giant scimitar. I want to try to summon the scimitar that I saw in the vision. Oh, okay. With the holes cut through it. Can I do that? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'll spend all three of my hit dice. All right, you call it to your hands. Could Dimrock use a hit dice here as like a reaction? Uh, Yeah, you could have used it on your turn, so I, I mean, I, I won't let you not do it. Well, it was four knocks. Sure. I can tell he's working up on something big, and I've just been saving this for the right moment. I reach in my bag and pull out my potion of giant's growth and toss it over to him. Hey, uh, maybe try it with this. I didn't think about you you giving it to somebody else, but that's cool. That's good with me. If you want that. Ooh. I immediately use my potion of shrinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I become giant knocks on a giant crocodile? Well, no, you double in size. Oh, okay, well. I, I'm still giant. <laughs> yeah. I'm five foot... Six. Just like regular man size. <laughs> but it's all legs. His body's still the it's same all... height. <laughs> it's just the legs that get bigger. His horrifying knees that are still just as close to his torso. As he summons the scimitar that he saw in the visions earlier where Wagon Wheel was fighting him. And there are these big holes cut through the blade. And he's going to swing it down on the shadow creatures. You hear a loud whistling as the blade screams through the air. Ooh. Can it be called the screaming scimitar? No. He doesn't like it. Damn it. <laughs> Does my scimitar do anything cool? It screams. I'm going to give you advantage on this roll for one. Cool. Because I don't have that. That's a 24. Well, he didn't need it. That's a definitely a hit. <laughs> as the scimitar comes down, splitting this thing nearly in two air whistling through it's like the howling of wind through a cave as you bring down the blade beautiful and for this one hit let's add all of the hit dice that went into it to the damage Ooh. Nice. and then i also get the enlarge right yep so 4d6 plus 1d4 plus 3 damn so that's gonna be 25 damage damn nice big here hey nox go big or go home Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like I was four foot tall. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Five foot six. <laughs> With a tremendous wave of force as the blade comes down, this shadowy figure is forced to the edges of the room, its form dissipating into mere smoke as Wagon Wheel takes one final deep breath. 
in the event Quinsley Puffton terminates this agreement, Quinsley Puffton shall stop all work as of the date of termination set forth in the notice of termination. The recipient shall owe Quinsley Puffton for all services performed and all travel and incidental expenses incurred up to the effective date of termination set forth in the notice of termination. The recipient shall not be obligated to pay for services, travel, expenses, or incidental expenses after the effective date of termination to Quinsley Puffton unless the recipient is obligated to pay additional charges or travel or incidental expenses in exercising its option under Section 42.1. Upon any termination of this agreement, each party shall also promptly return to the other all materials owned by the other except for copies authorized under this agreement, all confidential information of the other party, and provide to the other written confirmation that all such items have been returned or destroyed. Oh, Woo! shit. <laughs> yes. My boy's litigious. He holds the sheet of paper down in front of him. Legis, I think it's time that we had a little chat. And you see the roof of the building explodes upward. You see the walls begin to stretch upward, curving around, ascending to the skies as you see cities from Wagon Wheels or Quinsley pass, begin assembling themselves in the sky above you. You see the various scenes from his life playing out, this time in their entirety, with all the happiness and all the tragedy within. Chains burst from the walls, binding Legis to the ground, forcing him into a single shape that then drags him into one of the chairs around the conference room table. He sits in a clump, bound, each other chair with its own respective Quinsley sitting with a smug expression on their collective face. They're sitting on their face? No, they sit with a smug expression on their face. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. You see, Quinsley, the one with the barely glowing rod, stand up. All right, everyone, I think it's time we begin. He looks over at the four of you. Oh, you're still here. One moment and we'll begin. He steps away from the table as the Quinsleys begin chatting nervously to each other. I shipped out. He walks up to you guys. Copes, Knox, Thrasher, Demarok, in no particular order. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, bro. (laughs) I can't put into words what you've done to help me here. I'm not even sure if I understand it myself. Everyone else who's been a positive influence in my life, I've hurt them, whether it's my fault or not, or I've driven them away. You could have done the same. The same could have happened to you. I don't think I could thank you guys enough. But perhaps once I'm done here, I can pay you enough. (laughs) But for now, And I fully understand the irony of what I'm saying here. But I think I need to be alone with my thoughts for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time that Legis and I worked out a new arrangement. Guys, do you think Legis was inside of Wagon Wheel? I walk past him up to Wagon Wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Outstretch my hand down towards him. It's been great working with you, Quincy. Can't wait to see where this business partnership goes from this time forward. Is he going to shake my hand or not? Oh, I didn't realize you put out your hand. I did. He happily reaches up to grab your hand. As soon as he tries to just shake my hand, I pull him in. Big ol' hug. Oh, I knew he had a soft side. I knew it. Mm Mm-hmm. You turn your back and show him a piece of paper. (laughs) I set him down. I said, we'll talk later, little buddy. Knox is going to walk up and for the first time in his life, he's going to kneel down to get on someone else's level. (laughs) He's going to pick him up and he's going to give him uppies. (laughs) Hey, got to rely on our friends, man. (laughs) We'll always be here for you. And then pull him down. Take one approving nod from Thrasher. (laughs) Copes walks up and kneels down and takes the glasses off Quinsley. And he snaps his fingers and uses his last remaining hit die to make a pair of star-studded golden glasses and puts them on Quinsley's face. May the stars guide your path, brother. Sinestra guides us all. It guided us here and may it guide you home. 
and I hug him. And I walk back. Jimrock sheepishly follows up after that, puts both of his hands behind his back. You once told me you thought you might never see us again, and I just want you to know, no matter what, we'll always be friends. And with his last hit dice, he conjures a purple duck and brings it out from behind his back, hands it to Wagon Wheel and says, you know, just at least think of us every now and then. Trust me, guys. I don't think I'm ever going to forget this. Hakuna Matata. I know I've, I forgot my own name at one point, but I'm not going to forget this. <laughs> but for now, if you'll give me a moment, I'll be with you in the waking world. And then he waves a hand, and the ground begins to stretch in front of you. The walls spin around, releasing you from this place until you find yourself shoved right outside the gates of Wagon Wheel's mind once again. I run to Mr. Frizzle's shop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think, I think we did it, guys. It definitely seems that way, bro. We actually did it. I, I hope for once that Wagon Wheel makes a bad deal for somebody. I hope he screws Legis over. <laughs> he knocks. Yeah. His name is Quincy Puffton. You're right. That's my fault. Okay, are you guys going to talk now, or are you going to depart from the brain plane? We depart. Let's get out of this dude's brain. All right. So you head on out towards the exit that I definitely described previously. I use a hit dice to make a door, but I don't have any, so it hurts. As you walk past the mental inventory, you hear some chatter from within. So you're saying I can conjure fireballs with this thing whenever I want? Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I run for the door. Yeah, run to the door. <laughs> you walk up as Mr. Frizzle is handing a shining, fiery memory to Flargle Buns. Oh no. No. <laughs> Tackle him. <laughs> Flargle Buns. You know what? You deserve it. What? Nox, you mean that? God, it's still the evil Nox. Kill him. <laughs> Guys, you'll never believe this. I could conjure fire whenever I want now. Thurgo Buns? I look questioningly at Mr. Frizzle. How did you get here? Don't you remember, guys? I was there when you did the magic words to get in. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got to look behind us. He was there. He was there. <laughs> I figured you guys would get mad if you saw me, so I just hid away while you guys did whatever it is you were doing. You guys have been gone for a while. I've been talking to this guy for a long time. He says he's the, what'd you say, ancient rep reptilian? I am the ancient reptilian mind that exists within all others. Yeah, this guy. He's really cool. He's been letting me talk to him all day. <laughs> Will you please get your friend out of here? Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I tried to sell him some stuff for so long, and he took so long to pick. I had to describe everything. Please. <laughs> All right, Florbo Buns, let's go. Florbo, it's time to go, buddy. Oh, guys, I, this place is so fun, though. Can't we just stay? Oh, you guys look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of feel like shit if it makes you feel any better. But good on you for taking some initiative, I guess, and really helping us out down here. Do not encourage him to take initiative. His initiative was to hide and not do anything. Fair point. Oh, you need some help with something? I got my new special fireball creating powers. That I'm sure is, it's going to come in quite handy later. Yeah, we need it right over here. Follow us. We need you to go open that gate, Flargo Bunch. Just grab it real hard and pull. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to lead him out? Yes. Let's call it a, it's a big-ass hole on the ground. That's what this portal is. Nice. Into unending darkness. I look at Thrasher. Hey, Thrash, you want to try to jump over it? And you'll just fall in. And I jump in quickly. <laughs> 
ha ha, very funny. And then I walk over to jump in, but I trip and fall in. <laughs> <laughs> Do the sound of you tripping and falling in. Yeah, real fun. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good every time. Copes walks up to the pit, turns around backwards, and puts his hand behind his head, hands behind his head, and just falls backwards into the pit looking up at the blackened sky as he falls. You notice that the sky is actually clear now. Do I see any stars? Yes. Fine. (laughs) You hear uh, as I go down. (laughs) (laughs) We should have made sure Florida Buns went. (laughs) He's going to get stuck here. (laughs) Demi's still up there. I'm still there, yeah. Dimrock walks up to the pit, uh, the edge of the hole, and looks back. Come on, Fargo Buns, just like the slide on the airship. On the count of three. One, two. Whee! Fargo! <laughs> <laughs> what is he, a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Basically is. Fargo, 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 Fargo. You guys fall through the unerring blackness for some time before landing on the hard deck of the ship. You open your eyes and you can't see anything. I'm blind! I'm blind. Oh my god. What happened? Uh, I'm blind. They told me to stop touching myself. Uh. Uh, you reach towards your face. You feel, what is it, cloth covering your eyes? I lift it. I rip it off. Oh, it looks like you're covered in bandages. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't, what happened to us? You hear Braddock. Oh my God, guys. I thought you were dead for sure. I don't have any skill in medicine. I did the best I could. You guys just kept bleeding from different orifices. You sure it wasn't just Demi? <laughs> there was one really bad time with Demarok. No, sh- no it, that didn't happen. I didn't bleed from my butt. He stands up and there's just a stain on the deck. Yeah. Yeah, guys. I, I put my hands in your mouth as much as I could. and It, it just didn't help. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Rick, where, where's the other thrasher? Where'd he go? Other? Are you guys okay? What the hell happened in there? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and thrasher tells him all about it. It's almost like you've stayed up for the equivalent amount of time that passed inside of the mental realm. You're extremely tired. Guys, I'd love to keep talking, but I'm extremely tired. <laughs> In game terms, you have one level of exhaustion. Oof. Matt, what's that mean? Uh, that means we have disadvantage on all skill checks right now. Dang it. That means we need to sleep. Oh, guys, I am beat after that. Well, you guys aren't going to tell me what happened? You guys just kept bleeding from different holes in your faces and bodies. Well, we we found we found our friend. We were able to go inside his mind. There was a dark creature in there that had been controlling him, and I believe we set him free. Yeah, Rick, we went to Vallis and and I was there. Thrashers were there. <laughs> Copes and some Noxes. We followed the lichen. The most important person we found there was Quincy. No, really, Rick, I swear. He's in your head, too, the ancient lizard mind guy. Then I made a a magical golden compass, but I just kind of left it there, and Thrash was not very happy about that. Rick, I saw you healing people, but you're not going to believe it. I was able to heal Thrash and Copes down there. Friendship points, they're real. They're real. You can spend your memories and get magic powers. Oh, and I talked to this really interesting guy for like hours and hours and hours, and he gladly listened to me. I got a gold suit, and I became money, money, gold man, and we infiltrated a bank. But I forgot to stick my fingers in their mouth, but it still worked a little bit. I'll have to remember next time. And then he sold me some powerful magic, and I cannot wait to show you guys it's going to be powerful. As the airship hovers in the sky, our heroes settle down to rest. 
feeling that they've done something good for once in their life. Knox nestles in bed, dreaming of the feel of that mythical blade that he held in his hands. Thrasher engages in a duel with himself in his mind, arguing over who is the more angry. Demarok settles in and struggles to remember the recipe for twice-the-price stewed emu. While Cope stares up at the starlit sky he missed, looking for the corrupted constellation he met within Quinsley's mind. They rest easy, feeling a new warmth in their hearts from the adventures they've had. Some people say villains, but tonight they're heroes. One thing's for certain, the adventures of the discount heroes are only just beginning. Many questions are left unanswered, but as we all know, when you hire the discount heroes, questionable results are always guaranteed. All right, guys, so that's the end of arc one. I don't know what we call it, the Wagon Wheel Archives or something like that. Maybe like Demarok's Great Show. <laughs> Demarok's Great Show, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, the, uh, the start of the chosen one or the something like that. The start of the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know, because I'm obviously the most important character. Yeah, a star is born. A star is born. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, a star is born. I'm oh, like, that's good. A star is born, uh, parentheses, you know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, guys, I don't know if any of us thought we'd make it this far. 29 episodes that would put us at a little over a year of content or half a year of content. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, definitely not at the beginning. I mean, we started this on kind of like a dream and a whim, just like this will be fun. and. It's wild to think we have almost 2,000 downloads, 200-something followers. Pretty crazy. It's been a blast. I was positive I would have gotten Tyler to quit by now, but here we are, week after week. And I'm, I think I'm winning this fight, too. <laughs> Just for the absolute record, I love Tyler. He's one of my best friends. I know <laughs> yeah. I joke. I know it's like a constant joke on this podcast, and I'm not going to stop making those jokes, but... Mm-hmm. Just to set the record absolutely straight, Tyler, I love you, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. He seems strong. I know it's not real, but <laughs> Sh- trying to do emotional stuff. <laughs> I think you're chipping away at him, there, Thrash. I think you just keep it up. Yeah, no, that's again. I'm, I'm gonna go right back to it next record. But <laughs> no, I know I love you too, buddy. I gotta say, I'm amazed by how competent and well-rounded and filled out the story felt. I never expected anything like that from Brent. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that he didn't know where we were going, and to end up where we did would just feels incredible. Yeah, it was uh, it was truly a very well thought out plan that wasn't thought out from the beginning, which makes it that much better. How you managed (laughs) to take our wild and stupid decisions for twenty six or twenty eight weeks and put them in a storyline that made sense blows my mind. Yeah, I'm really looking to see uh, what you do with, you know, the rest of our characters. You know our characters better than a lot of the people that listen, because, you know, you know stuff about them that they don't. I'm really looking forward to see what happens with all that. Also, I'm very impressed of how well-rounded and competent we were in those last episodes. I mean, coming from some of the early stuff we did, we almost sound like we (laughs) knew how to play D&D here. Almost. (laughs) Oh I've learned a lot this season. Yeah. Did you not have any second level spells to use, Aaron? Because you didn't use any that I saw. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wait, I thought second level spells are only for the second arc. Uh-huh. Could I use them now? That is how that works, for sure. You better watch out when we get to the ninth <laughs> arc, Brent. You're screwed. It's coming. <laughs> I feel like our cussing has gotten better. <laughs> it was just you. It was only you. It was Jared, too. Yeah, who's our cussing? <laughs> it was not Jared. Should we do a quick favorite moment or most unexpected moment? 
Yeah, I like that. Mm. Favorite moment of the brain plane or of the arc? The whole arc. Well, I think that's pretty obvious for Thrash. That's, I mean, Deathbeak, man. Deathbeak was good. I got into a fight with a bunch of emos. Emus. Dang it. My favorite thing about episode five, I don't know if people know this. I don't know if we ever talked about this or if we should, but we recorded episode five and lost the file. And the re-record of episode five, I feel like set us on the path of where we're at today. And I feel like it was a blessing. I completely agree. Yeah. Did not feel like that at the time. That's for sure. It did not. No, God, that was, that was downheartening real yeah. bad. But coming out of it, I mean, it literally felt like it set the tone for the rest of the story. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise for sure. Because it was so much better. So much better. I honestly feel like it could have ended up very different. For everybody who's hearing us talk about this now going, oh man, I really wish we'd have gotten to hear that first. No, you don't. You really don't. I promise you, you don't. We are all so much happier with what happened with it. After we had to redo it. This is a good moment to release, talk about the release of our Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Secret episode five will be the first release on there. It's just no audio though, so. It's $69 a month. (laughs) Giggity. Other favorite moments? I, okay, I got one. I loved when we were, we had just met Rick. We were inside Wagon Wheel's house kind of talking about the scene and figuring out what's going on. And then we hear our beautiful airship crashing around outside. (laughs) (laughs) And I just knew that we forgot to tie it down or whatever, and Brent was going to take it from us. And then when we get out there and see Fargo buns flying it around the sky, trying to impress us, I just thought that was fantastic. That was good. Very good. And I really loved the kind of friends we made as characters like Fargo buns and Rick. And, and Braddock and her teeth. Kind of that little crew we had. Another one of my favorites is like episode, I think it's 20, when Matt and I were going to try to kill Wagon Wheel. Just some kind of inner party conflict instead of just everyone just agreeing with whatever we wanted to do. Because I feel like that makes a real, you know, a real scenario. Like, because people are different, right? People feel different ways. Yeah. That was the first time I probably had like the strongest connection with my character. I even said, go ahead and kill him. And you went to go do it. And I was going to kill you if you tried to kill him. (laughs) Yeah. Like I wasn't (laughs) letting that happen. Dimrock couldn't let it happen. That was a really, really cool episode to do. I mean, I remember sitting up after that night. I mean, we record every two weeks after that episode. We were like, all right, we're playing next week. Like there's no way we're going to wait two weeks because Mm -hmm. it was just like on the edge of the seat. I did not know it was going to happen. I mean, that was one of the closest moments of death, I think, with Rasher going down and Demi going down. And it, that was a tight one. I, I think I've, I've really loved how uh, high the stakes are constantly. Listeners probably don't remember. Knox has gone down a couple times. Uh, <laughs> one or two, I think. But there's been a lot of really close encounters with death from just about everybody, which really raises the stakes and makes things fun. Because we are a couple dice rolls away from having a whole new party of competent adventurers. Yeah, I mean, we've had multiple death rolls, death saving throws that, like, those are legit. It's There's not, like, plot armor here. Yeah, I, I'm surprised nobody went down in that last fight. I really do. Because I was really trying to take over your minds every turn. That spell I was casting <laughs> was Dominate Person, so it would have been able to fully control what you did. Mm. if you had failed that saving throw, the very first attack that he would do every turn. Oh, God. We had some lucky rolls there. Maybe I should have made it harder. It was a long fight, though. (laughs) It was. Very long fight. Don't get all upset just because you didn't murder one of us. Yeah, I mean, people went down in the fight before, in the fights leading up to that. Yeah. Which time you did not have any time to rest. And I hope that that level of intensity stays. I just love that feeling that any of us could be gone. You know, it really creates some urgency in the situation. And now that Florgo Buns can just create fire at any time, I think the stakes have been amped up for <laughs> phase two of the story here. Yeah, we got to get some kind of fire suppression system on that ship. Braddock? <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the flaming cabin that we ran into, none of us can do anything about fire. 
I would like to say phase two. I wanna I wanna explore this evil ocean. Brent has set the motion. Ah, the motion of the evil ocean. Right. Okay, if we're gonna mention that, I'm so interested in each of y'all's characters, and I can't wait to know more about them. I wanna know about Jariah and the home you come from and and Thrasher's mysterious notes that may or may not mean anything. And even Knox is like desire to use force over magic after going through that school i feel like there's a big backstory there i hope we get to learn a little bit more about each of those and we all want to know about your daddy issues <laughs> wait timmy has daddy issues i didn't know i don't have a dad i don't i don't it's subtle <laughs> it's subtle i do have a question i really want to ask brent though on episode one did you think you were introducing a character that would last all 29 episodes no no definitely not i didn't have any clue what you guys were going to be interested in you could have just attached a rick from the beginning and then wagon wheel wouldn't have come in necessarily at all yeah not even just last 29 episodes but become the main overarching storyline <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could have thrown him in the ocean the real question is, was he supposed to have a name or did he only not have a name? Because I always forget to ask people's names. He only didn't have a name because you didn't ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh, that's an opportunity for me. He doesn't remember his name for some reason. And I had no clue why at that point. That's another thing I love. These small decisions end up being, like, monumental. Like that, uh... That saving throw we missed, we all missed in episode two or three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a few of those. I think that was episode one, wasn't it? It was. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, the perception check, yeah, to hear the ship crashing. Because we were all drunk on Bloody Marys. That's right. Oh, oh, in the game. Yeah. Oh, the game. <laughs> Ooh, when we do our Q&A show, we should make Bloody Marys. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Definitely. A Bloody Mary brunch. Yeah, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Doing it live. All you listeners out there, we couldn't possibly thank you enough for your continuing listenership, I guess. Following the show, chatting with us when you can. Just the fact that you've made it this far and made it to a finale of an arc means a whole lot to us. Yeah, it means a ton. I mean, it's crazy. We never thought, you know, this would happen. It means a lot to us that we're finishing an arc. Yeah. And it's just the beginning. It's only just begun. Obviously, appreciate everybody listening. It's been the biggest compliments to see people interested in the story and who our characters are becoming. And a big shout out to anyone who's posted fan content, Catman Jones and Mark D. Smith especially. I love all the drawings you take the time to do of us and, and the Harpy Call video I absolutely love. Just seeing that type of interaction from somebody we haven't met, and I talk to these guys all the time now. That's just been really inspiring, you know, to see how we can share parts of ourselves and our stories and entertainment, and that goes back and forth both ways. So thank you, everybody. Uh, I love this game. I'd be playing whether we were doing it for an audience or not, but the support that we've gotten from doing this and seeing how much other people enjoy it and talking to people and getting their theories and all that is really, really, uh, it's something. Can't thank everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice enough. You're welcome, Crasher. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones you should be thanking. <laughs> you should see how many times you've listened to it. But as everybody else has said, it's been truly a, a blast for us to put on this show and to play this game that we have all really loved. I know in the beginning, uh, my first thought was, if, if I can get people to start a podcast with me, maybe we can do a campaign where nobody will be able to leave. That's all I want. <laughs> it's just a campaign where nobody could back out of. But it, no, it's truly turned into so much more. It's been so much fun playing. I love the support. Everybody's been awesome. We're planning some fun things coming up, and we're going to take it as far as we can, and we're going to give you a great show. And we hope you come and tell us about it because we, we truly love y'all more than you would ever know in a non-creepy way. Sometimes it's creepy. Sometimes it's creepy. 
And one more thing I can jump in here. I just want to say thanks to Matt uh, Knox over here. This was all his idea, his passion, his dream, his goal. And he made it ours, too. And it's hard to get a group of people to commit to something that takes so much of your extra time. And everybody's just really dug in there, been persistent and dedicated. And that's really cool to see. I've enjoyed that a lot. Y'all have killed it on the editing front. Brent does the content edits, kills the audio as well as the DMing. Aaron does all the music and everything. I mean, everybody stepped up and chipped in and helped, and it's been awesome. I pretend to swing an ax. Jared hits stuff with his ax. Even in real life, you better watch out for him. <laughs> it's been great. Everybody's been great. Family, friends, new supporters online, new friends. It's always nice to meet a new friend, as our friend Quinsley says. All right, and to top this off, to end this one, I think we should say to everyone together, starting with the thanks. Thanks for listening to Discount Heroes. Where questionable always guaranteed. Love you guys. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Hey, uh, they're all gone, right? All right. Thank you for joining me, Demarock, on the Demarock Show. Uh, we all know that's why you show up. Do not fear. We will continue to be releasing weekly episodes. They will drop every Thursday at midnight for you late owls. Woo-hoo! And you can find us on your favorite streaming platforms, but... That's not important. Come see us on our Discord. It's a lot of fun to hang out. We got fan theories, fan art. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the King Killer Chronicles currently. Actually, it's mostly a Patrick Rothfuss Discord. Anyway, thank you once again for joining us on Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. Bye!